Hello and welcome to the 90 Minutes Cynic podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by Christopher Bowd. Hello, how you doing? Other side of the mic this week? It is, it is. It's good to watch someone make mistakes as a host, and then I can learn from you talked what you're some doing amount now. of shit about me last week, by the way. <laughs> Don't think I did not listen to that podcast. We will be addressing some massive issues that I have. I'm, I'm happy to help you work in your areas for improvement. You Chris. and that fucking McCaffrey one. Yeah. Liam, Liam Divers was fine. Yeah, oh, absolute gentleman. Great debut as well. Good debut, I thought. Uh, Christian Wolf. That's me. The Wolfmeister General. I'm excited. Are you happy? Well, I'm happy about being in this new studio. Yes. My first time here. I was excited about having you as a host. I am most excited about being on the podcast with Christopher Bowd again, because it's been a long time, and the man is just six on legs. Mm-hmm. You're, so. you're single, aren't you, Bowd? I am. So, but, you are know, you, are you podcasting on? is my mistress. <laughs> are, are, are you on Tinder? <laughs> uh, I have Tinder on my phone, but I don't, I don't use it. Okay. Although I did get a notifici- notification telling me I had a match, so... Good. First one ever. You've yep. had you've had uh, yep. Tinder for five years. Yep. First one ever. So we've got one. <laughs> um, this is a genuine call out to all the single ladies, all the single <laughs> ladies. Uh, he looks terrified. I do look terrified. <laughs> Christopher Bowd, uh, he's handsome, he has a beard, um, he's bald. Yeah. We all are. Don't you yep. worry about that. Um, as bald as that Levy pitch. <laughs> good. Um, he's got he's as blind as Willie Collum, um, with the glasses. Uh, have you were hit, we've hit we've hit all the good points. Good so points. let's just after a good start, after a good start for once. Uh, but no, um, it's good to be back. I was in Berlin last week. Uh, I listened to the podcast on a plane when there was turbulence. Um, I hope you downloaded it first of all. Of course, I downloaded it. Um, the terrifying thing is your voices might have been the last thing I ever heard. <laughs> um, so I quickly turned it off. Put Father John Misty on. Everything was fine. I'm not saying there's a correlation, but there might as well have been. Uh, but about terrific last week. Um, we are in Shawlands. I think you're a better host, if I'm honest with you. Mm. Has anyone noticed the 45 minutes between Bowd speaking and someone else speaking? I um, thought you were going to say the 45 first minutes of the pod where there's a soundtrack underneath. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my style. That's how you know I'm editing it. I keep the music there. Okay, so I did that for the Warp Footage podcast and I get slaughtered for it. Yep. But you do it. I've what? been slaughtered for it before in the past, and I'm still doing it. I think it's a good idea, like nice. having something, some sort of ambient soundtrack. Oh, I don't know. like it. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Christian's like this. Why haven't we talked about stats? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got yeah. lots of stats. I've got stats here. Sure. Why, why have you became a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> right. I've got stats on my paper. I'm um, just excited that breakfast is going to happen. Uh, so, man, I get you the fuck out of here. Um, but, <laughs> good one, Brad. Oh. Too much. <laughs> Too much, but also hilarious. Yeah. Just yeah. on a personal level, not for all oh, the no, people no. The, that are... Politically, it's absolutely garbage. But, but Christian, just Christian Wolf. Yeah. Just... And his young family. <laughs> you, you've made it personal. <laughs> I'm just glad we're putting the first 10 minutes on this on YouTube. Which yeah. is... YouTube. Uh, the best 10. Bowd's a tube. It should be called Bowd. Oh. Bowd. <laughs> One of my other strong points. That you're a tube? Yep. <laughs> so okay. your strong point is that you're an idiot. You're a tube. I'm a bald tube. Yeah. You're a heavy bald tube. Remember those crisps? Yep. Tubes. Mem- remember the TV show? What? The tube? No. No, the tube with uh, Paula, Paula, Paula Yates and uh, your man. And um, Half Man, Half Biscuit wouldn't go on on a Friday night because it's when Tramir were playing, even though they offered to send a helicopter. Anyway, so welcome hey. to the 90 Minutes Cynic uh, podcast. Um, but no, so we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um... Anything you want to open with, Christian? 
uh, in terms of stuff from because we, we've not been on the podcast the last couple of weeks. So, is there anything you kind of want to touch on? Well, I think Celtic are really good in Europe. I didn't see that coming. Um, we'll get to that. We'll talk well, about that. In detail. It's, it's, well, that's really what I want to talk about. So, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, I want to talk about. Baud, talk me through the biometrics of the body. Um, talk me through how that's. Do you not listen to the Sports Sound podcast? No. Ooh. Did you let them listen no. to it? Oh, for fuck's sake, I had a whole big bit. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> right, okay, so did you see the penalty claim for Motherwell? I'm um, sorry, for Rangers. The penalty the Rangers got against Motherwell. Yes. So essentially, Michael Stewart on the Sports Sound podcast said that uh, you can't slide in. So McHugh um, got the penalty against the free kick, the penalty against them because he slid in and he had his hands up. Yep. And essentially, Michael Stewart says, if you don't. Oh, Ken, if you Ken, uh, if hey. you don't know the biometrics of the body, eh, uh, you're you're going to give a penalty for that, eh? That's spooky, right? So it's like it's here, yeah. Um, but no, so essentially, just what, to be clear, the listeners, Michael Stewart isn't here. We haven't got him on the pod. <laughs> Thank you very much, of course. Uh, but no, so he he, he said the, he made, I had a whole big joke about it, but you've both fucked it. Anyway, so, I mean, it was a penalty, though. Hi. He slides in with his hands up. I mean, I don't think there's any fucking doubt. Except there is. There is no doubt. (laughs) Uh, So, just I want to touch on iTunes, if you're a fan. I mean, you've turned off by this point, to be fair, but (laughs) if you... Quite rightly. I feel like I agreed. 90 Minutes Cynic, uh, check us out on iTunes. uh, Leave a five-star review. do you know what? We're going to start accepting four-star reviews after this <laughs> one now. Um, and let us know what your thoughts are on the podcast. You can tweet us at 90 Minute Cynic and we can go from there. Uh, I'm going to kind of start, before we get to Celtic and um, Leipzig and general thoughts on Celtic in Europe, uh, we're just going to cover the Livingston game because it needs to be covered, essentially. The main point is Celtic dropped two points, but still are top of the league. Mm-hmm. So we are top of the league. Did you? What did you think of the game, Bowdy? And I know, you know you, I don't want to say turgid because that's maybe that's on di- that's on a dial of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, that wasn't that wasn't a great game to watch. Um, I'm not. <clears throat> you'd normally maybe be disappointed that a draw we live, and obviously we, you know, it, it's disappointing. But after that European performance, I think you've got to kind of have an expectation that you know our our performance at the weekend isn't going to be as high energy or, you know, the, the performance isn't going to be as good. Throw in that pitch, which wasn't fantastic and just a very solid job from Livy and especially their keeper, um, Liam Kelly. Yeah. Fantastic. Season. Ex-Rangers, Liam Kelly. Ex, <laughs> Ex-Rangers, Liam Kelly. Ex-Rangers. Um, Christian, what was your kind of thoughts on the, on the game? I think just Livy is... They're so good at certain things. And, and what Livy does to you as a team is to just to never leave you alone. And with that, I mean, they're always in your face in, in terms of... I'm bringing some stats. In, in terms of, you know, just to illustrate it. So Livy had 51 tackles, and that's the third highest that any team has no, done against Celtic. That, that's okay, oh, well, I'm still getting used to the new studio. Yeah. But what they do is, like, they put a lot of tackles in. They go long. A lot, like so many of the of the passes are just long. That's so, perfect, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> and, and what that does is, is you know, against certain team, you know, Celtic can get up the pitch and they might lose the ball, but they're quite good at 
maybe winning it back quite quickly. But what Liverpool does straight away, they just go along and not just pass the ball along. If somebody picks it up in midfield, they just like I think Stephen Lawless did it a few times in, in that game. He just picks it up and he just runs and they bring the ball forward all the time. And and they're really hard to to play against. I get because of that because you bring the ball up, it comes all the way back. And, and what Celtic, I think they do this sometimes when they meet teams like Livy, like Hearts away. They kind of sometimes fall into the trap. It's because it's so high intensity. Levy goes long so often and they go in so hard. Celtics start going a bit long. And it's just kind of, it never kind of settles down. And there's lots of breaks in the game because there's lots of tackles, there's lots of fouls. And it just never gets into a rhythm. Um, so I don't think under the circumstances Celtic did a terrible game. It's, it's pretty much the same team except for Bain and, and Ayer that started against Leipzig. And... Do you, do you think that was maybe the mistake? I can see why, because there's an international break after that. And it's I think Rodgers has kind of been burned a couple of times by changing the teams too much after such a game. And it, it was just working quite well. Um, and there might not be a lot of players to come in. You know, you might want to give, you know, Brown, Cham, I don't know what's happening with Malumbo, but there's a, a few players that can probably use the international rest. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting. Um but you have to give credit to Livy. I think what did they do? You? Well, I, I think you do because they are. I mean, they, they're good at what they do, and they're they're simple. But really at least they have a plan. And by that, I mean they kind of play a little bit like Aberdeen in terms of they go really, really man marking in, in in the central midfield. So, so if, you, if you look at the game, Celtic like McGregor, Christie, and Rodrick, they had a man on them. All the time. When Celtic was building a play, there was a man on each of them and, you know, right on top of them the whole time. And Celtic kind of tried to get around it. Um, Scott Sinclair came deep a couple of times, quite deep, because he had the space. Can we go over this myth that Scott Sinclair's back to his best, by the way? Can we put that to bed? Well, sorry, sorry to I jump think in. It's getting better. I, I'd agree with that. He's not back to his best, but he is looking better. Um, I think, and you've seen it a little bit. Um, in that game, like especially with one of the chances he had, I think Scott Sinclair looks worse than he is because he's really good at getting into positions and then really bad at finishing off. Like he, he gets into better positions than a lot of players would would, would manage to find themselves in, but he just his, his finishing can sometimes be really off. I, I think ever since he came on <clears throat> against Hearts in the semi final, a lot of Celtic's play has now switched to that left hand side. And it's, I think it was only like third start, well, the next game was the third start him and Tini had, had together this season. And I think in the first season under Rodgers, that was pretty much the main attacking weapon. And You're a weapon. You know what? Simple, <laughs> but effective. <laughs> but, but as, I mean, he's, it's, as, as Bout says, there's maybe not as much of a finishing product there yet, although he's, he's involved in setting up a chance, quite a few chances, um, one or two passes before the shot, but... Ayer's kind of looking a little bit more like him and Tierney is, is finding some of that chemistry they had in the first season. Yeah, as I said, we'll get to we'll get to Leipzig, but you know, I I just get frustrated with Sinclair. I think he's, you know, I think you're right about the our entire the play shifting to the left hand side, which gives Forrest a little bit more kind of space because they shift. Their defence shifts over with... Cause that's it's, the, it's almost like you read my article, 4G Tactics, which is on the 90 Minute Cynic website. Um, are you trying to say that 
Now, I'm in a, a catch-22 situation because <laughs> I've either read the article and I'm, I'm plagiarising it, or I haven't read the article and I'm a dick for not reading the article. Yeah, um, so you're a dick either way. I, yeah, I'd just say both. Both <laughs> plagiarising But dick. no, you make a very good point, Christopher. Thank you very much. Because I think what is happening is that at the same time as, as you shift and play a little bit left, Forrest is taking up a lot more central position. He's still out on the right wing a fair bit, but he's almost just as much in the middle and even picking up the ball on the right-hand side. So often what kind of Celtic does, and this doesn't work quite that good on a podcast, but they're kind of shifting everything over to the left-hand side, leaving that right-hand space almost open. And what it does is, especially because Lustig isn't the moment to very come up as high as Tini as well, but you then kind of giving a lot of space to Tom Rodgick because he can start out wide and he's, the rest of the team has kind of dragged the defence over. So whatever it is, whatever the intention behind it, it it's working. And it, with, with Bowd here, I think we need to have the Scott Brown discussion as well about Callum McGregor in that deep role compared to... Uh, Bowd, we need, to talk, we need to talk about Brown. We need to talk, talk about Scott. We need can, to talk can we just Scott. rewind a bit? Because when I came on this podcast... Um, you know, it was under Dyla and Scott Brown, especially the second season, he was having a tough season. But Brown was, uh, Bowd was there, he backed him up, he backed him up, had his back, until one day <laughs> he just broke as a man and he said, yes, I think Scott Brown's legs is gone. The very next game, Scott Brown played, started playing amazing. Yeah. So, What's- I mean, it, it's... Right, yes, Becky Tube. Can, 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 you, can you re? Can, can you? If you now come out and say, you know, he's got, he's, his, he's legs got, his legs are gone, that might be his last chance. About your rebuttal. <laughs> what am I rebutting? I don't know. He's saying that you're, he's calling you a, a Becky Tube and a shite bag as well, and that you've got no buzz. Well, you've and, known me for a very long time, and you know that all three of those statements are correct. <laughs> so there's not, there's no. See, before we get to Brown versus McGregor, which um coming live to pay-per-view, um, I would like to see more time for Morgan. I thought that Sunday would have been the perfect time. Now, circumstances in terms of the pitch and in terms of it, I think you're right, obviously, about how they kind of go one for one and make it hard for individuals. Making it hard, maybe it wasn't in terms of how it turned out the right opportunity for Morgan but I, I, I would like Morgan to get more of an opportunity um, and I think that maybe with going you know b- before the before the the Leipzig game if you turn around and you say right you can beat Leipzig at home but it's going to be a draw with Livingston everyone would have taken it of course absolutely yeah. it's only you know we're so still so early on in the season we're, we're two points we're, how many points are we? we're on the same points as Hearts but we've got Goal difference, but we've got three. Um, we get a game in hand, and you know. So essentially, a drop of two points isn't the biggest. With all with all the kind of exertions we've had over the last, you know, you know, six or seven games, and we've played so well. However, I'm still annoyed by it. I'm still really annoyed by it because, see, at the end of the day, it's Livingston away, and people will turn around and they'll say, you know, Hibs lost there, Rangers lost there, and um, I think Aberdeen lost. Anyway, they've taken a lot of points of, of, of a lot of big teams, but we yeah. should still... I, I see what you mean, but I do think... Actually, sorry, let me jump in Can oh. just before. that. that me saying we should, we should beat them, let me completely rephrase that. We don't have the right to beat anybody. We absolutely don't. What I mean is, we should have worked them more. <clears throat> we should have created a little bit more, I think. Yeah, 
But it does come at the end of, first of all, a really hectic period. And a period that Celtic's been really good. It comes at the back of a really good European game for Celtic. Probably the really first really good one since Anderlecht away last season. And as I said, I don't think the performance was half bad. I, I think Celtic tried to do certain things. And I think yesterday was just with hard straw at losing even on Saturday. The draw was okay because it took Celtic top of the league. Had Celtic needed to win yesterday to go top of the league, I think it would have hurt a lot more um, in terms of them being annoyed at that. But it, it gets Celtic top of the league with an international break coming on. And come on, Celtic's going to win the league. Celtic's going to win the league. league. That's not in question. If you're questioning that, you're wrong. I love the way you looked. He was looking at the camera, folks, because we're on YouTube. Um, I might just end the YouTube. Actually, yeah, that's exactly that's like <laughs> minutes. Um, but essentially, yeah, it's just frustrating. I just would have liked to have got over that line with us top of the league by a couple of points. The artificial line. Yeah. It'd be great if Celtic won every game. No, 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 no. I'm just talking oh. about just before just before the international break, we get the wee rest. Because some, a lot of the time we come back from international breaks or, you know, pre-season stuff, um, sorry, mid-season breaks. We, we don't yeah. always... Our players are getting less of a break because we have internationalists We fucking well, dominate so. international football. We are fucking international football, by the way. We are, we are. <laughs> What's that? Explain that to it's, the people. It's uh, a TV show. <laughs> VR, maybe? I don't remember. It was a... Um, so, headbutt. Um, Menga's got a two-game suspension. That. Livingston have not um, appealed it appealed it because he headbutted him but what I thought was oh. cool I liked Christie's reaction he's like who hey, you fucking do you yeah, know what I mean what I'll fucking what, what's that try it again somebody said it was a very Scottish reaction um, what, what do you, I mean it was I, I, I couldn't comment because I'm not Scottish but so. I mean have you ever tried to headbutt a Scott a, a Scott or a guy Scott. called Scott no well, I haven't well there you go he's got a wee cousin called Scott who headbutted back in Norway I, I'm, if I headbutt somebody I might mess up my hair and I'm, I'm not taking that risk it's a big risk because it's, it's magnificent. Yeah. Uh, but see, with the uh, if, if Menga had been sent off, you know, it would have been Livy would have had uh, one man list. This is true. This is yeah. factual, factual intercourse, of course. And and the fact is, we would have won about four 0 Aye, let's go with that. <laughs> I don't. I think it's still probably would have been one 0 but no, uh, no. But but no. I so I mean, you're not too disheartened by the fact that we've 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 dropped two points. Yeah. You're looking at me like I'm a dick. I'm asking a fucking question. I just think about. considering no. the run of I'm, I'm games. I'm just asking. What, why are you like us? What happened to you? Who hurt you? I've been in your seat. He's always and you been know like what? <laughs> I do it with style. I do it with compassion. Compassion? <laughs> and he does it topless. He does it topless. Mm-hmm. That's why we can't have the YouTube yeah, ones about us. People. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, anyway, so. I think the worst thing was obviously. Um, have a big Norwegian going out with injury, so yeah. which is a shame. It looked pretty horrific as well. So we're looking at, in all seriousness, we're looking at a fractured eye socket and surgery. Mm-hmm. What is it? Do you have you heard anything through the grapevine about how long he's going to be out for? Could you guess? I, I could guess. <laughs> yes. How long? What would your guess be? Oh, I'd be, I'd be guesstimating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how long you take to recover after eye socket surgery. It might so. be till it may be for a couple of months. Nah. What? Just bang well, a mask on him. I think one of somebody tweeted in 
ba- did someone tweet in bang a mask on him <laughs> without mentioning Aya just bang a mask on him Spider-Man I, yeah, Batman Bane it's Batman yeah. hello my name is Aya and I'm going <laughs> to lock you in the stadium uh, it's a topical <laughs> Batman forever joke Batman Begins no is it Batman Begins or is it Batman no it's uh, Dark Knight Rises Dark Knight Rises of course um, but so I mean I know that's going to affect Norway because I imagine he would be starting yeah so he, he obviously missed out on the last international break because he's just had an injury before that and how's he playing for Norway well he's, he's I mean Norway doesn't have a great um, range of centre-backs we're almost as bad in, in terms of Scotland and, and you're in that better sense. than Scotland because you've got uh, Chris Iyer. I know but yeah no he was, he's straight into the team um, and he's been playing really well so it is uh, a blow uh, against Norway should really go through uh, got Bulgaria um, oh we don't give, oh no, no we don't give a fuck okay that's fine just saying has he stepped up well into international football he has football? He has. he'll be uh, he'll be a captain within a, a few seasons uh, especially be because Stefan Johansson is captain now yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be that forever um, Chris, Bode no, yeah. could, Chris Bode could be the captain in Norway don't you fucking worry about that this guy look at him he's a fucking viking yep I mean I d- probably is the heritage is yeah I'm, I'm also a viking stock Gallagher means children of the foam. Does it? Pathetic. <laughs> Absolutely pathetic. It's Ch- Ryan Murray that tweeted in about Batman. Children of the foam. Mm-hmm. Does it mean come? <laughs> the foam night rises? No, it, it means like from the sea. You know, when yeah. You, yeah. the tide. Moving on. All the seamen. <laughs> Oh, that was quite good. Uh, so, uh, obviously, Ryan Christie has got uh, uh, signed a three-year deal. Is it a three-year deal? Like, I, signed, I don't signed, know. Signed, yeah. signed a new deal. It's not a new deal. We've got questions about Christie. Can, we do can have... you bang, bang the questions out, my man? So, there were, actually, it broke out quite a discussion on uh, on the old Twitter. Uh, Christie versus Charm, in a way. Um, our old friend, MB, at Melbourne88. Um Start. You keep moving away from the mic. Oh, I'm, I'm still getting used to this yeah. new studio. You can move it down. Armless. Here we go. Um, MB, Melbourne98 on Twitter. Uh, as good as Christie has done, shouldn't we be looking at better in January for the starting 11? Uh, and also, in terms of Christie versus Cham, he says, Cham has shown a lot more than Christie for me. I like to see Cham giving the, the Christie freedom rather than deep lying and see how it goes. Um Brian Fitzpatrick jumped in at Brian Ten Pele Fitz, great name. Um, I've, he's basically saying there's been more hype about Cham than any player in years, and this time Cham has flattered to deceive. And Christie has played last four game, but he's influenced them massively. Something Cham hasn't done consistently, um, but he still thinks the place for Cham and Brown. So I guess the discussion is in terms of well, we, we were talking about McGregor versus Brown, but it's also a and obviously Tam Tam is there yeah. Tam is staying but it's, it's, it's more now a Christie versus Charm discussion and to me is it more based on the style of play you want to have or is it as, as alluded to there is that Charm can do what Christie does but he's not doing it or he's asked not to do it or um, I'm, I'm, can, I, can, I, can I jump in first about um, I think I'm, I've been a massive fan of Ryan Christie I, when we signed him for Inverness um, un, un, under Ronnie Dyla, um, I actually thought he should have went straight into the team because that team were fucking honking. The, um, the Dyla team. Sorry, Christian. Which is uh, basically this team. Shut up. <laughs> um, no, essentially, I think that 
Christy, let's calm down. Can everyone just okay. everyone calm down with Christy? Take a breath. Take a breath. Um, I mean, how long ago was the semi-final? Um, what th- two weeks ago? How many games? Are we talk- we're talking about four games, right? Still going. I mean, we had a Sydney Live video uh, every Friday, usually um, at lunchtime. And after the Leipzig away game, and I think we basically said, "Ah, oh, Ryan Christie." He's never going to make it <laughs> as a Celtic player. And by the time the Leipzig home game came around and went, he's basically worth £100 million. Yeah, so this, this is the thing with Christie. Let's all calm down, right? I, I, I want the boy to succeed as much, if not more, than a lot of people, right? But he's played... We're, we're only talking about four or five games since the Leipzig away game where everyone was, you know, you can't go into Europe with that team, right? So I, I think that... I think they're very different players, Cham can control a game the way that Christie can't. Cham can take the game by the scruff of the neck and literally the whole game can flow through him. Beton style. Um, wait till he's back. Uh, but Christie, I think, is probably better pushed up as that sort of, in that sort of 10 space. I mean, that's where, um, obviously, that's we'll get to Leipzig in a minute, but that's that's where the goal came from. That's where the, the winner came from, him in that, that space. I, I think what we talked about is Christie's maybe more of a Armstrong replacement. But I would always go a bit further and say he's he's more attacking than Armstrong. If you I mean he's it's, technically it's, better than Armstrong. And it's it's just the last four games, but Christie <clears throat> takes a lot more shots than he sets up shots, if if that makes sense. So he's 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 very potent going forward. And obviously he set up the Leipzig goal, but he's he's he is a goal threat. Whereas Cham is I guess more of a central midfielder. Uh, I'd say, but it, I'll, 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 let, let me bring a stat in with Christie because what I do like about him, he is technical, he is a goal threat, but he's also bloody hard working, and, and it think it really, really bloody hard gets, working, gets bloody, in, gets, hard, he's bloody, bloody hard, hard gets in people's faces. Bloody. Against Leipzig, he had eleven tackles. Now that's the highest joint highest tackles in a game by any Celtic player this season. Um, Joint with uh, actually Christian Gamboa versus Partick Thistle, um, <laughs> but there's only three times last season a Celtic player had more tackles than him. One of them was uh, near Bitton, actually. Um, so, especially in that game, he, he does get in people's faces and he does a lot of, I guess, a lot of tackles with in his position. would kind of yeah, you know, there's a lot of pressing going on there from him. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of qualities. I, I'm glad he, I'm glad he signed the contract. But let me ask you this question, my man. Boyo, uh, a fully fit squad, fully fit, everybody. Mm-hmm. Does Christie start? Now, I know that we need a big squad, we need a quality squad to cover the whole season. That's absolutely important, imperative that we have a, a squad that's full of quality, both on the bench and on the pitch. However, when everyone's fit, does Christie start? I, I, from a point of view of, do I think Brendan Rodgers would start him, or from your from your point, okay, like from your point of view, right? Because who knows yeah. with Brendan Rodgers? He's a fucking basket see, case sometimes, see, to be yeah. honest with you. So, see, from your point of view, right now, no, okay, yeah, right now, I would, I, and I know everyone isn't fit, but if everyone comes back, I would say Christie should be staying in the team until something changes, and I know that's I, I absolutely agree with what everyone's saying. It's four games or whatever, so you know things can change. That could just be a little, little 
blip of form and we won't see that. Enough that to get a contract. Of, yeah. Um, but I think he looks fantastic. And, and we've talked before, maybe even last week, if not the, the, the pod I was on before that, just about the fact that at our core, we need a lot of Scottish players that we can keep for four, five, six years. because we're We need Plankton have, to have in the fridge just to take out just for to, a party. I'll, no, I'll but be honest we need with that you. solid team. We're going to have players... Keep that Plankton like, safe. If we can get Dembele's and Eddie's, um, that's fantastic. But we're not going to hold on to players like that for two... Three years or more. That's. I mean, that's the, that's what, the range of that. What you're saying is you want really good players, but you don't want them to be too good <laughs> <laughs> because then they'll go away. No, I just. I think even if they are at a level, I know if what you they're mean, Scottish, though. they're more likely yeah. to stay. So me, me, in Scottland, they're going to want to stay in Scotland. This this was brought up last. They don't, don't, don't mind the weather. This was yeah, this was fine. This was brought up last week, right? And again, um, and I'm bringing it up again because you brought it up when we weren't there, which I thought was um, harsh. Yeah. That. What means Samani were saying, oh, you call me his lap dog? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is Samani WhatsApping you just now to tell you what to say? As a representative of, my, of myself and Christopher Samani. Yep. Uh, no, in all seriousness, with the McGregor thing. Uh, what I heard was McGregor's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> Shouldn't be in the team. Get Not even getting punted. Give him away for free. Pay some of the wages. If like a Hibs can't afford to pay his wages, you pay that. That's what I heard. You think from he you could get another uh, Premiership team? You think he's that? He, he could get a lead? <laughs> you think Hibs would take him? He's a Queen of the South boy at best. <clears throat> no. And all seriousness, what we were saying was um, he's brilliant for what we have, but essentially you always want. So next season going into, the, let's say we qualify, let's touch wood, we qualify for the Champions League, right? And you can have Callum McGregor, or you can have a better player than Callum McGregor that we can bring in for bigger money. You can say that, but everyone knows. No, I know what, no, no, I know no, what you mean. Co- in of, co- of, of course you can. If you're talking about the, the, the middle however, three however, beforehand, it would have been Brown and it would have yeah, been in Jam but, but, and it would have been Logic. The point we're going to say is you always have to want to improve. You mm. always have to want... So we, Brendan Rodgers is getting the absolute best out of Callum McGregor and it's wonderful to see, right? And maybe problematically for him, his best position might actually be that centre of midfield, right? So he might be, and we'll come to talk of this again, I know we talked about it last week, but it is kind of the hot point about Celtic right now, the idea that he could take Brown's position, he mm-hmm. could take his place, right? Brilliant. However, if a player of a higher calibre becomes available that we can bring in, and <clears throat> Cal McGregor then sits on the bench, no one's going to be like, oh, he should be playing... Because that's football. That football evolves, and and you have to evolve your team. Callum McGregor is a brilliant player, and I, I I agree with Samani wholeheartedly. If we want to get to the next level, he's a great squad player. But if we want to come, we've had him in our team, and we've not competed in in Europe. We've had him in our team, and we have competed. Not in, not in that role, though. Yeah, I no, think that's the difference now. No, and I, and listen, by the way, Leipzig has highlighted a lot of positives from a lot of different players in a lot of different positions. But however, I'm going to come back you, to this. The point is, Leipzig away, we were absolutely powder puff again yeah, with the same team. fucking players. Now, you can talk about how going all the way back to Martin O'Neill from contemporary times, we've always kind of been powder We were powder puff with Henrik Larsson in the Champions League and in a lot of European games. Absolutely. So it is more than just the players on the pitch. But if you can get a higher quali- higher calibre player in every single position, you take it. And that's why when we say <clears throat> Callum McGregor is a great squad player, 
he's a great squad player because moving forward, we want to have an absolute fucking primo player in that position. I love Callum McGregor. He's a brilliant player. No question. That was never in doubt or never in question. My other point would be, if we're going into a European Champions League, if, if you can have Ryan Christie or... Uh, look, put it this way. Ryan Christie, Ryan Christie are in Cham. I'm always probably going to go away in Cham. Unless Christie shows a consistency. Yeah, I, I don't think it's... <clears throat> it's not a problem, though. I you, think that's what you're you saying. Moved, that's it. That's what you are. I, I think if you can bring in somebody who seems to be a, a strengthening of the first team, you do that. Because, obviously, why wouldn't you? But what that also does is you then create more competition and you, you keep the players you have on their toes to do that. So, yeah, obviously, I think in any position, if, if Celtic sees an opportunity to bring somebody who's a clear... And that's all we were saying, guys. It's just but, about competition of players. Hey, Why are you saying that fine. about Callum McGregor and not every other player? You could but, say that about Kieran Tierney, who's one I, of the best left-backs in the world. Thank you, shut, you, you shut your fucking mouth. Better. You shut your fucking mouth. Exactly. I think the shut point your fucking mouth. <laughs> you and Chris Armani fucked up. You just need to sit down You shut your and fucking mouth, it. right? And you, I'll tell you, you something else. Yes, and also, yes, also Becky Prick, by Christian, the way. is this all Who? just deflection to get away from the fact that Michael Lustig is clearly the player that needs to be replaced in we the squad? We have a couple of questions about Michael well, Lustig, actually. So. You know, who the fuck do you think you are coming into my home where I play with my toys? My children play with my toys. Shit. I was going for a Godfather quote. Sorry. Fucked it. I fucked it. McGregor. I like, but I like Callum McGregor. McGregor though, he's, <laughs> I like his class. He's, so, and he's only really four or five games into that position. So you can say, about, oh, we can bring somebody on who's, who's clearly better, but we don't know how good Callum McGregor can be in that position. And I think he needs to be. The only way he's going to find out is if, if, if Scott. Yeah, if, Brown, would, would, should Callum McGregor um, play ahead of Scott Brown? Is this the end of Scott Brown? Right. Again. I, I, I said it before, I don't. Right oh, now, I don't. He's got a tear in his eye. I do. I don't think you drop Callum McGregor because he's playing that well. Because he's what? playing that, that well. well. But as we've said, just same with Christie. Christie's phenomenal. I love Ryan Christie. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> no hyperbole. But, um... It's hyperbole. It's hyperbole. Spelt hyperbole. <laughs> and hyperbole sounds kind Better. of... Better. It sounds like something from James Bond. Um, James Bond. But you're a few games in, so for anyone to say, yeah, definitely, he's fantastic. But right now... Um, Callum McGregor and Ryan Christie over the course of this season are, are doing better than Cham who we've had an offer of 13, 13 and a half million oh, you pounds think for so? for the whole season for this season so far for this season you think Ryan Christie Ryan Christie there's a door my man there's a door up road you think, you think Ryan Christie has been better than in Cham this season yep Oh, but he knows he's 100%. fucked up. Look at his wee face. Look at his wee ratty face. He knows What's he's done this season? He's, he, he dominated the Rangers game, the biggest game domestically of the season. Yeah. He, uh, he ran the show. Yeah. Was that bigger than the game against Leipzig? No, it wasn't. Because we are bigger I said than domestic. That. I said yeah, domestic. Yeah. Yeah. And I just compared it to a different game that isn't domestic. Do you think Ryan Christie ran the show against Leipzig? I think he bossed those. <laughs> <years. laughs> I. I love Incham as well. I think we have, sounds a, like we have a well. It sounds like you hate him. That's what you. No, that's what you would say to me. I'm delighted we got a contract for him purely for the money. <laughs> but um, I think it's great. It's a great problem to have all these players, including and Scott Brown, who's fantastic. You didn't answer the question. Sorry, Christian. If, if uh, Scott Brown, in. I think will come back into the, the squad because. Frankly, I think we'll get into something else. If there was a game, if there was a game tomorrow. 
if there was a game tomorrow yep. and everyone was fit, yep. would Scott Brown start ahead of Callum McGregor? And I'm just asking about those specific players. Would Scott Brown, and I'd like a yes or no and a definitive <laughs> answer, please, and I'd like you to sign this piece of paper, would Scott Brown get into the squad? Just a yes or no? Yes it, or no? The answer is... Christian, yes, it, or, yes or no, It depends Christian? on the game. No. Name me an opponent and I'll give you a yes or no. <laughs> I mean, would he? Yes. Should he? No. I, I think the thing... Correct with, answer. The McGregor and Brown issue is, is more than just a, a player thing. I think with... Because they're so in that deepest centre midfield road... There's such different players with such different skill sets. So you're kind of saying, okay, this is the play, way we're going to play with McGregor in it. And if we're going to play a slightly different way, it's a different type of game, it's Scott Brown. Because Callum McGregor can do so much That's what I said. In, in that role. I mean, he, but he, can, he, he can do it from deep. He can pick up the ball and ping it. He's, quite, he's, he's quicker in, in terms of uh, covering the spaces. Obviously, he doesn't have Brown's bite. It doesn't have Brown's leadership skills and all that. But what McGregor gives you is that, okay, Celtic play out from, from the back. He, I think he's a better range of passer than Brown. But if you move further up the field, where Celtic is going to be a lot of the time, especially domestically, he can transfer his role from a deep-line playmaker to even... Uh, central midfielder or even a number 10 so the further the team goes up Callum McGregor can follow them the team and he can do different roles going up the field Scott Brown can't really do that Scott Brown does what he does very well and his influence on the Celtic team goes way beyond the pitch but if Scott Brown wasn't that leadership uh, figure that captain I don't think it would even be a discussion between him and between McGregor and Brown in terms of specifically what they do on the pitch. Would you that, that's not to say in, in, in a big game, say against Rangers, in a bit like you put Brown in because those leadership qualities, the style of game might be different. But in terms of actually what they can do on the pitch, it's, it's not really even a discussion for me. You know how the bad guy... We were having this conversation a month ago, that wouldn't be so. But see yep. the bad guy <clears throat> in Big Trouble in Little China? Which one? There are multiple No, the one, with the, the one with the Ryu guy with the hat. There are three Ryu guys with a hat. Would Scott Brown batter all three of them in one go? And also Raiden, I think was what you were talking about. Ryu Um, is Street Fighter. Would he batter them in one go? Like with one punch? Well, not one punch for all three. It'd be three separate punches. Right, so... so Unless they lined up really well, but, you know, they're not going to do that for them. So, aye. It's pretty hard. (laughs) Okay. That's, the, okay, that's why the people are listening. Um, that's why the people... We answer the, the big <clears throat> things with Scott Brown, but the bad guys out of big trouble in Little China. Uh, okay, so looking at the Leipzig game, I watched it in Berlin, have I mentioned that? Uh, you said you were in Berlin. Yeah. yeah. Didn't so, know if you watched the game because, you know... Because of what? Just, you're not that much of a fan. No. Aye. Shut up. Yes, Becky Prick. Did Chris, <laughs> did Chris Romani tell you what your opinion of the game was? Uh, he texted me and told me what I thought of it. Uh, but no, so Celtic obviously defeating Leipzig in what can only be described as a smashing game of football. Um, thoughts on the game? I'm going to start with Christian and then I'll come to you, bud. Yeah, it was... <laughs> it was entertaining. And I think because... It was quite different to a lot of Celtic games, of course, domestically as well. Um, it was really, 
it was kind of <laughs> the Livingston game only like really turbocharged. And I think Celtic were, again, you know, Leipzig had probably the ball a bit more. Um, but there was just so many like little fights going on, individual battles all over the pitch. And I, I thought Celtic was very, again, doing the things you want to see them do in Europe and in terms of being aggressive when they don't have the ball and being really direct when they do have it. And it, it just had a different feel to it than, than a, a lot of the other games uh, they've had. Um, Why? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think, again, it's, it could be a personnel issue. We, we talked about that midfield tree in terms of it's, it's a different composition now with McGregor as, as the furthest behind, with Christian there, with Drogic. James Forrest coming in a lot more centrally. Tierney and Sinclair, uh, again, you know, kind of recreating what they've done before. Um, I'm going to give you a stat, uh, Chris. Again, Celtic had 52 tackles in that game against Leipzig, and that is the highest they've had um, this season. And it's only, I think, in terms of even looking at last season, the only two games they had more tackles. And one of those games they had more tackles in last season was against Anderlecht away. And I think that's obviously Celtic won't tackle as much in domestically because they don't need to. They don't, they'll have them ball more. But I think in those kind of games, they're just more aggressive. Isn't a very, you know, uh, <laughs> analyzing word in terms of describing it, but they were, I think they were just so much up in Leipzig. They would never let them rest. And they were kind of doing to Leipzig what a lot of teams, weaker teams, that Celtic uh, face kind of like hearts did to them. So it, it was, it's, it was, it wasn't like they, they dominated play or created lots of chances. There was just an, an, an intensity to that. I we oh. did, didn't we? Both for a chunk, for a chunk. Um, what did you make of it, my man? Um, to be honest, I went. I, I think I predicted three 0 to Celtic in the pod, but that was that was bravado. <laughs> I was uh, in my heart of hearts. I went into that game thinking we were going to get beat because Leipzig are a very good team. Um, and I was shit myself. I genuinely had that. I, I knew I was watching a great game of football, but I just had that sick feeling in my stomach. Yeah. Just yeah. because I was like, oh my God, we might actually come away with a win here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't enjoy it in that sense. It was like a really close old firm game back in the day or, you know, a European There's no game. old firm, mate. Back in the day. What, in the 30s? Or, you know, just before 2012. I didn't call. It, I've not called it um, old form since the nineties. All right, okay. I think that's the line. I can't remember. So yeah, um, we don't want to associate with them. But uh, so who impressed you? What like what what, what were the standout standouts for you? Um, because I thought Kieran Tierney was Tierney. I thought he showed all of his qualities um, from a defensive point of view as well. I thought defensive attacking thigh wise Kieran Tierney. <laughs> Was that, that all um, over. Um, Ryan Christie just. Uh, you mean I, you, yeah. I thought he looked a, a com, a, 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 mm-hmm. accomplished. He just he didn't look at a place in that game at all. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest points. Christie, that was a game when I was like, Christie looks part of this team now. Um, he looks. He and here's something to massively go for Christie. He's played, you know, it's, these aren't a run of game. The, the four or five games that he's been involved in, they haven't just been games like league games. 
They've not. It's not been you know Albion Rovers in the League Cup. He's came in and did really well. It was the semi final against Hearts, um, at, at a venue that we're not particularly great at uh, in terms of um, Murrayfield. Came on, grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck, made it happen. That game against Leipzig, I think you're 100 percent right. He looked like he belonged there. Yeah. Very few but, Scottish players outside of the core of the players we have look like they belong at that level. Yeah, and he's got a confidence. I mean, even when Christian was talking about the um, the Levy game and how he responded, that kind of gallusness. Um, you do see Scottish players that are gallus, but not all of them can back it up. Whereas he's got that kind of confidence. He's, that got he technical, looks if... he's got the technical ability. He's clearly living the right lifestyle in mm-hmm. terms of health, in terms of outside uh, distractions, not kind of taking him over. Ketchup, what's it? On that. Hates on that. Probably. Probably. He may be vegan. I would assume so. Because, I mean, I've just realised that there's more vegans in this room than there is um, more vegan podcasters than there are meat Well, there's two vegan. I, I don't really eat meat anymore, so... You just bury sharks and eat them six Yeah, I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy the fish. <laughs> um, but no, so I, I, Christy absolutely stood out. Um, looked terrific. Cairn Tierney, brilliant. Thoughts on other players on the pitch um, that kind of stood well, out for you? Edward. Well, yeah, Hudson Edward. Edward yeah. Um, in, in terms of, I think he is obviously... He's been in good form, but he's getting a lot. He's getting to a lot more chances as well. Um, he had in his first three group stage games, and he started all of them against Rosenberg and then Salzburg and Leipzig away. In those three games, he had four shots combined. Against Leipzig at home, he had five, and that kind of tells you that he's just getting a lot more involved in it. And I think he is being helped. I, I, to be honest, I, I think Christie's got a lot to do with it because he's closer to him. He's Edward likes to drop into that kind of left uh, half space uh, especially with Forrest coming in as well I think with James Forrest going in more centrally that kind of occupies one of the defenders for Edward and I think with Tierney and, and Sinclair starting combining on that left hand side he's just getting more involved and I think he's got a really good um, even if it's just four games um, a relationship with Christian now you had the goal against um Dundee, I think it was, when he put um, Edward put Christie through on goal. A lovely pass. And they had the same again against uh, Livy there. Uh, it was a great save by uh, uh, Liam, Kelly. Liam Kelly. So I think he's starting to now... I mean, in terms of the, the Griffith discussion, to me, there's, yeah, there's haven't never really been a discussion between who are the better of them. And you can see the value and the worth and... and Share raw talent of, of Odson Edward in, in those kind of games. So, very similar to the Encham and Christie um, debate we were having earlier. And, and in terms of, if you're looking Christy at Christie is Edward, Musa Dembella had a really good first season in the Champions League. He had a, first, a few good games. But I think Edward is now starting to putting European performances together that mm-hmm. can rival anything he's done. And I'd, he you did know, a lot of work in that Leipzig game as well. It wasn't just his chances. He was. I, I think. I think the big thing would be if we'd had Dembele and Edward together. That'd be incredible. It really. I mean, there were. I mean, really there was, it was Alice Kirk, but that home game against Alice Kirk, where Dembele gets injured, they were. It was just running riot, and it looked really good in preseason. So, we'll never know. Sliding doors and all that, but great film. Mm-hmm. Great film. One of the better Gwyneth Paltrow ones. Name three other ones that are good. Contagion's good. I watched that recently. Um, she was in everything oh, that was for terrible. a period, wasn't she? She yeah. was. 
Didn't she Tweet us on Minute Cynic with your favourite Gwyneth Paltrow films. Also check out what um, footage. Many the, of the MCU films. I was the one with Jack Black. Who's, that's the only one I can remember. Off the top of my head. Shallow Hal. Yeah. That's really offensive. I know. But I can't really remember anything else. What's MCU? Marvel? Oh, she did uh, Shakespeare in Love. Did she know? There's a reason I've not mentioned it. <laughs> but no, so with the Leipzig game, it puts us in a position. It, it definitely. It puts us in, it puts the Scottish media in a position where they ask fucking ridiculous questions like absolute dickheads and they should, so, they should get punched. I, do you want to get into that? A wee bit, aye. Well. Yes. I, I think, you know, obviously we have, I'll be a bit careful what I say here, but obviously we've got access. You don't access. want your journalism career ended. <laughs> Right. Honestly, <laughs> actually, we put out a tweet today about um, three big profile Scottish journalists piling in on a journalism student because he had the audacity to call somebody out. Uh, but yeah, obviously, we got access to the press conferences in the Celtic range, and, and I think some of the things we've, we can't really put all of them out, but some of the things we've heard and some of the questions... It's just, especially the Benkowicz ones, and trying to get mm. an reaction out of Benkowicz in terms of, you know, the, the the helicopter accident in at Leicester, and the guy's been there for two minutes, and they're trying to link. Oh, was it great to score today because of Leicester? And he just go, it just comes. And I know these guys have a job, and I know there's there's a lot more good people in in that press pool than than idiots. But I think it's been quite an eye opener for us for the guys who've been going to the press conference to, to see what some of it is like. And it's kind of just... I, it's, I mean, a lot of us, like, fan independent media, you know, we have a go at the mainstream media, and it's a tough gig. And being a Scottish football journalist isn't easy, but you kind of go, look, there's so much more you can do, and you just... So many of them just seems to be stuck in the past and stuck in this all-boys network, and it's... And I guess that's partly the reason why we're doing all this, not to give self-righteous about it but yeah it's it's it's, it's been quite an eye-opener eye for the people who has been going to those press conferences um we can see that i go it's my goal is to follow i guess um i guess Not a question because you know like no one cares it's from uh, no, uh, stephen morgan's no, no one cares. We, can, we can see that we can see that no hope i got that right the leipzig game showed that lustig is done as a first choice fullback who did the panel think would be a good re- replacement for him before the Champions League qualifiers at the start of next season? So, Stephen, there, no Celtic is going to win the league, like me and Bao does. We don't doubt I don't that. Know, I don't think so And so, Mikalistic. Because we've we kind of been talking about, he's, he's, he's saying he's not, so, okay. not been too bad lately. So, so Mikalistic, he's been more than not too bad. Bao, back me up on this, please. I'll back you up with anything you want to go with in the future. Just give me an eye. Um, <laughs> he's been more than okay. He's been he's been playing very well. The last you know, as you know, Christie playing really really well. Lustig has been playing really pretty damn well. He was caught out for the goal, but you it, you can't tell me that European from you know Celtic in Europe defensively. We we have we have traditionally struggled defensively in Europe, um, but right now you can pinpoint where that weakness is in the defence in Europe and it's Michael Lustig I'm sorry he is he, he, he is still a very good player um, he is still a very, t- he's a very good player and I'm trying my memory's terrible I can't remember if I said this last week but I think what we're seeing now is that Lustig for the last little while has been covering up maybe his uh, lack of speed with intelligence and experience spatial awareness positional yep. awareness but the more time progresses, 
the less effective he's going to be at that because in a full-back position, essentially, he's going to have to be able to... Well, it, it was clear that... He needs mobility. Rodgers wanted somebody else a right-back. <clears throat> and I think part of the problem with Lustig is that there's also no competition there. And there's also no rest for him. Um, I mean, once we had the Scott Brown discussion there, I think Scott Brown... I think Brown's Scott Brown's one of the it. best players in the link. I think Scott Brown's one of the best players. Wink, wink. Why would we need a, a replacement but, for but, Michael Scott Lister? Brown exactly. can be at Celtic for two, three more seasons and just play less. I think the same yeah. as goes for from, from Lustig. They're not first-choice picks anymore. Well, oh, Lustig. In all seriousness, they, they, they are now. Let's talk about that. They are now, but should back, they? Yeah. And I, I think if you get yes, a quality right back in... I'll, I'll be honest with you. See if Michael Lustig starting every game costs Celtic progression <laughs> in Europe. Happy with that. Just as long um, as he's playing. But that's the thing. I don't, if we got a really good right back, Lustig in the squad is a positive, I think. But right now, especially if you're talking about trying to do something in Europe and progress from where we are, I don't think it's, it's probably something we're going to talk about a lot. But I do think Brown and Lustig, from what we know and what we can see, they're probably two of maybe the main leadership leaders in that group. And the thing with that, even though they're you know, the contribution on the pitch might go down the next couple of seasons. You kind of want to have a role for them for that because you don't want that Lustig's vacuum. Out of contract. Lustig's out of contract and I don't know if they're going is, to offer Is it out of contract either. this season? Um, next end? season, I think it is. Yeah, but I mean, you don't want to have that, you know, say Brown went to Australia and, Sweden, and Lustig <clears> went back to Sweden in, in the same, at the end of a season. You Suddenly you have a leadership vacuum there, which is people sometimes look just what's happening on the pitch too much and you know a squad like anything else it's, it's a team of people Kissamani, who need to have certain Kissamani last week although sorry last time he was on this podcast made an excellent point about how Brown could potentially become Rodgers' new Gerard in terms of his time at Liverpool yeah there is a danger of that yeah because in all seriousness right Scott Brown I think has still got something to offer. It's not going to be every week. I don't think. I think he's probably okay with that. The problem is, though, it's that transition. Mm-hmm. No player. The only player to do, do that transition well was Tom Boyd, and Tom Boyd, I think, was just. I think it's too. Well, we have seventy games a season. There's yeah. no reason why Scott Brown can't. Um, start playing a bit less ramped down I think was the term that I coined last week <laughs> you coined, you've never no one's ever used the phrase ramped down before you okay but this is why I think McGregor makes so much more sense in terms of the type of player he is and what he can give Celtic on the pitch but also because he's not if, if you brought somebody in as the Scott Brown replacement first of all that's a lot of pressure on it it's maybe seen as more of a direct Maybe not a threat, but it's a direct challenge to Brown. Kwasi was kind of brought in with that in mind. God love that boy. God love but him. But you kind of almost stumbled upon the situation here where you can ease McGregor in as the Scott Brown replacement. Like, like bowed into a hot, a hot bath? Very subtly, yes. This. And you don't have that, ooh, here's the Scott Brown replacement. Ooh, is Scott Brown going to like him? Is he going to let that's him in the WhatsApp group? That's what we've talked about for having this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's not very subtle, pitch, is it? But no. in... You know, yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense of that way because it's it's kind of solving Brad Rogers' issue for him. I, I think the pro, the thing with the thing with McGregor is um, McGregor plays to a really high a higher standard on certain certain positions than he does in others. So he plays really well in that ten space as well. He can play really well, kind of um, 
not necessarily wide left, but you know, in in a in a mid three, he can play well. That role that he's in right now, that could be the role yeah. that defines him, and that is why potentially this argument has came up. This argument has it came up because he's doing well. He's doing well in Brown's position. He's doing as good as Brown. He's doing better than Brown. Yeah. He's utilising that space better than Brown has from an attacking point of view. From now, an attacking point of view. Yeah, no. There are elements of Brown's game that are still So, still about, see when you said, um, when I, when I uh, tried to back you into a corner and make you look like a little fucking idiot? Yeah, and I successfully, and dodged, successfully it with, dodged it. Because with the correct answer, confirmed by Christian. <laughs> He's not the teacher or the dad. Yes. What? Come on. Daddy-o. Yeah, to be fair. This shows you how hip he is. He's using the phrase daddy-o. <coughs> but no. It, it was hip when I was young. So essentially what I'm saying though is, if I'd, said, if I'd said to you, when you said what's the next fixture, if it was Rangers away at Ibrox, would you be more willing to put Brown in ahead of McGregor? Aye. However, how are we going to know if McGregor can play that role at Ibrox against Rangers under those hacking conditions um, until he plays it? Because he can play every. Yeah. He's played. He's played against Leipzig um, <clears throat> at home. Okay, away away from home, he didn't do so well. But Brown's not done so well. I'll can away from home. Answer the question for you. He can. We're better than Rangers. He's better than Rangers. So he why do we need? Position. So we don't. So you're because Scott making, Brown. That's why. Oh right. Okay. Because Scott a bit Brown. of fun to see Scott Brown. Exactly. Oh okay. So I thought it's it would more for the pattern. Just yeah. a bit. Bit of bants. Uh, so with the like, obviously we'll finish up with the Leipzig game. Um, we're going to go for another extra half an hour, Christian. If that's alright. Yeah, we're going to do the ninety this week because it's international week. So Oof. normally, what I a treat under my under my um, t- um, uh, stewardsmanship. Yep, is that right? You're, you're the steward, much like <laughs> yeah. uh, the steward. You're as cool of, as a steward. The steward of Gondor. If you've seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And I'm arrogant. <laughs> you are very arrogant. Um, do, do me, do me. Um, You're Gimli. Um, this is Wormtongue. Uh, don't know who that is. This is Good. why you don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> it's a, it's the, a big part of it. Oh, you're just looking um, in but the there's wrong a lot place more. You look like Gimli. The wee fucking I'll take dick. that. Isaac, he's he, 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 bar. He, Scott, he'd give Scott Brown a good fight. Um, but so, with the Leipzig game, um, essentially... Where would you rank that in terms of big? Because I think it was if we lost, we were pretty much out. Yep, and it's again. I think a lot of people are underrating Leipzig because they are relatively new, and we don't know as much about them historically. But I think they were fourth in the Bundesliga um, when we played them. But they're effectively, I think most people would agree, the third best team in the Bundesliga. Um, so <laughs> I would. Uh, Idea. Um, <laughs> I love the way what he does is it's brilliant, right? He says everyone would agree, and then when you don't agree, his argument against you is idea. But yep, what an absolute hero of a boy sometimes. Um, so yeah, I think it was relatively a big result, um, and it did to me. It had that feeling that it was reminiscent of those games in Europe at Parkhead where we got results against the likes of Juventus um, or Manu. Um, just where we are relative to them, because again, I think we are clouded a little bit. When we got those results, those were bigger teams with bigger budgets. But right now, the difference is is exponentially larger. So, see what you said earlier when you said that uh, you really didn't enjoy it. Yeah, 
that to me that's why I think it's important because I didn't enjoy a second of it to me I just felt ill the whole time when we scored I, I was just like oh this doesn't mean anything we've just annoyed them they're going to come back and score three but um, what about the goal the goal was terrific uh, James Forrest just yeah. being effective again KT should the keeper have saved it uh, maybe no I just think he he rattled it he absolutely rattled it I don't think the keeper I think the keeper got a good contact it just the boy's too good what are you filming? Are you filming something? Filming I'm filming uh, Christopher Bowes and this Ronnie is just, well, This is just for my private... Uh, <laughs> this, this is not going on YouTube anything. This, this is just... just uh, this is mine. Just uh, suck this pen. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Some, well, well, some bollocks. You were talking about sucking a pen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, what I was going to mention just very briefly, you mentioned Forrest, and he... I don't think we really talked about him in this pod. He's been fantastic. Um, all... Well, all season really, but and I suppose we might talk about that when we're talking about Paddy Roberts if that's coming. Yeah, up. yeah, that's definitely coming up. Yeah, um, but yeah, the goals were great. I think our performance was fantastic. And when I'm talking about being reminiscent of those kind of other European uh, victories, we did we did the attacking well, we did that well. But then when our backs were against the wall, we did do that well. The goal, yep, there were mistakes, but. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made, but we handled. Everyone who's well. seen we the files s- is dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> a joke, just for you. Uh-huh. Uh, we soaked up the pressure, though. So I, yeah, I think all rounds pass marks for everyone, other than Michael Lustig, who's passed it. Uh, no, <laughs> you're such a prick. Yeah, I gave you. I, I said that Scott Brown's the best. I got. I got what I needed out of you, and then I stabbed you in the back. How do you like that? That's true. Um... What are our chances of quality? I mean, I'm, we'll, we'll come back to this, but you know, <sighs> are we going to get done by the, uh, the, the Red Bulls? The Red Bulls are still in the, you know, they're still I the favourites to qualify. Um, but you can you can move the, this guy doesn't know, but you can move the, the there you go. I mean, in terms of the Rosenberg game, Rosenberg has completely clocked off. I mean, they've they've secured the title in over now. And Do not underestimate Celtic's ability to <laughs> no, absolutely I was gonna fuck say, up I mean, a given. Even, even, Never. even against this Rosenberg team, that, that might blow it. But Rosenberg just wants to go and finish the season. They've been atrocious in, in Europe. And Nicholas Bentner is obviously back now. But I think... He was in jail, right? <laughs> yeah, well, he, he had a small disagreement with the Danish taxi driver. Um, who hasn't found We've all been there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, they've been atrocious. Uh, but I said that they've some have managed to stumble upon the league title in Norway again. And Shows you how shite Norway is, aren't they? Well, it's almost like the Scottish League. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, Celtic could mess that up. But I think if if, if any decent performance in, in Trondheim will get them the three points. And then it'll be really interesting to see what happens in terms of Salzburg and, and Leipzig. I think essentially that if we say that Leipzig and Celtic both beat Rosenberg, essentially Celtic needs a better result against Salzburg at home than Leipzig has against um, Salzburg, uh, Salzburg at home uh, away. Um, sorry, so it's, and they need to you know if, if Leipzig Leipzig win by one goal, Celtic needs to win by two goals. So at least you will know that when, when Salzburg comes to to Celtic Park um, so as long as they can win the game in Trondheim you, you do have a great opportunity there to go look 
we know what kind of result we need realistically and they can go ahead and do it and if hopefully Salzburg will be you know true by then so I, I just hope Celtic I mean, it could be such a good night at Celtic Park if they just win in, in Trondheim. Let, and, me, and it could let be, me repeat. And they can have a proper go at it. Let me repeat this. Never underestimate Celtic's ability to fuck up a given. <laughs> yeah. Copenhagen away. Rosenberg away. Anywhere away. Anywhere away. Any given. Gibraltar away. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Christie started that match. Gibraltar only. Red imps. Red imps. I call them red wee idiots. (laughs) So there you go. Um, So, yeah, so I mean, essentially, uh, what an amazing performance. Disco lights are a go go. They were. They were actually impressive. They actually really were pretty good. I wanted to be really cynical. Can they play centre half? (laughs) Who needs a new right back? Celtic. No, we don't. You need to go off my back, okay? Anyway. We don't need a new right back. We've got Ralston. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, so we've got we've got quite a few questions. Um, we do. But the questions I want to start with, and I think this has been sent us a number of times, and so Manny was scheduled to appear this evening, but unfortunately something came up and he wasn't able to. Shut it. Um, but the question is, Christopher Bowd, with the news, the hot news off the press, that Patrick Roberts' uh, loan deal... <sighs> Mm-hmm. Girona. Hey, Girona. My, 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 my Girona. So we... Uh, I don't know which question you're going to come. Well, we had one from Jamie, at Jamie67 underscore, uh, with Paddy rumoured to be cutting his loan in January. I think that's confirmed now. Do we get him in and accommodate both him and Forrest in one team? Let me put this to you, Christopher mm-hmm. Belt. Patrick Roberts... Six million pounds January transfer window. Do do you do you phone the bank and go? Aye. <laughs> hello, Aye. This the, hello, this is hello. This is the Royal Bank of Scotland. It could be a building society. Bye. Hello, sorry. Do, do you give six millions for Paddy <clears throat> Roberts now? So there's a there's a caveat to my answer. I love ca- I love caveats. Delicious uh, fish oh, eggs. Oh, I'm a vegan, so I don't. I hate it. And people who eat, eat it are scum, right, bud? Yep. Anybody, if you eat, if you, if you eat, drink, have, it's fish eggs for a start. Though, if you separately take dairy mm. or meat, then do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that was good. That was good. Yeah. You've converted I'm tra- some, I'm sure. I'm That's... trying to do veganism. I'm trying to be a vegan guy. Yep. Uh, Paddy Roberts, though, he's a vegan. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> don't giggle that. <laughs> uh, Paddy Roberts, I would buy for six million. I think it's it would be. It wouldn't be. We wouldn't get for six million, though. No. I we would. I think you would. Now they pay. They paid twelve for him. Twelve for him. Yeah, and he's had a couple of failed loans. They'd want eight. I think would just a get level six. You're getting six, <laughs> but just a level that City are at now, and, and Paddy Roberts is not getting. It's not old, but he's not getting any younger. I, I think take C- City be happy to let him go now, and I think in terms of having trying to you know put him on a loan abroad. Always oh, not working out. I think as soon as he's I, a, I, I, as he, if he's available, yeah, you're going to have Premier League clubs. I mean, I don't know. Well, Le- I, Leicester were Leicester were yeah. genuinely wanted them, right? So, for example, Ryan Fraser is playing a level beyond Bournemouth 
and he's got the most assists in the English Premier League, as far as mm-hmm. I'm led to believe. So Premier clubs will buy him. So in January, Ryan Fraser could end up going to a bigger club. Now, this is just a one small example. There's plenty of other wingers out there in the Premier League in these kind of smaller clubs. What's to say Bournemouth then don't turn around and say, right, we won't, we'll take Paddy Roberts? Or West Ham, or, you know, a top championship club. Middlesbrough. You know, what... what well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but no. No. They'll take six million. <laughs> just They'll it. give them six million. Um, what I would say is... If it's a Roberts or Forrest, right now Forrest is staying in that team and Paddy's warming the bench. Uh, getting them both on the side? I mean, I, I was just afraid that there was going to be one transfer window where there was no Paddy Roberts <laughs> yeah. rumours or anything like that. I think, and, and, and the fact that we're not going to get one is yeah. it's, it's heartening. We know he's a great player. He adds to that squad. We've talked about the fact that we want straight in from the squad. You know, so you I would know absolutely that- buy him. The, only, the caveat is... We need to buy centre backs. We need to buy like five centre backs this window. Do we? So, well, Christopher Ayers' ha- eyes hanging out. Yeah, he can play with one eye. Come on. Assuming we don't magically sign Benkovic permanently or get Boyata to yeah. sign a deal, which I don't think is going to happen. So that's the, that's the rumours that have been circulating. You know that picture where everyone yeah. in the co- thing and you know everyone signed a co- contract extension in the picture so would Boyata sign a contract extension so we get money for him in the summer would he be willing to do the job for six months or do you think he's going to leave in January well we, we Celtic doesn't have to leave, let him go in January he can agree something in January if but, we get offered I think money if, yeah I, I, I think if if Derek Boyata is going to sign a new contract there'll be some pretty hefty clauses in terms of if yeah. an offer comes in it, yeah, it will be go. essentially to... It's the Petrov scenario. We call it the Petrov scenario up here because that's what Petrov, Petrov did. Yeah. Petrov signed that deal, a four-year deal, and then he, he went pretty much the next window. Because I know, I was here. I've been there a long time. Yeah, but you were supporting Liverpool at that point. Inverted commas. <laughs> he still supports Liverpool, massive fan. To be honest. I, I like the idea. I think somebody asked a question. I don't know if you'll have it about... A bit of Benkovic, Boyata, shenanigans. Yeah, I've got that here. Um, um, so the question was, um, this is Stephen Craig, a few people asked this, but Stephen Craig asked that, um, deal in Boyata or offer Leicester 10 million plus Boyata for Benkovic? The only, I mean, I would, I would do that in a heartbeat. And again, we've not seen a huge amount of Benkovic, but yeah, I'm nailing my, my flag to that mast. Um, that's never failed phrase. before. That's not the phrase. Nozo or... You don't oh. put a, you don't nail a flag to a mask. I do. My mast has a nailed flag. You're, that's and you why know what? The flag's still there. The, the ship isn't. It's so well, the ship. That's a different matter. Um, the, um, the mast and the flag told, are floating. Yeah, I'm told the, the wreckage, the flag, the mast, that's all still attached. That money was just resting in my account, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just, I, Leicester only bought them very recently. I don't see them wanting to immediately offload them. I could be wrong, but if they were willing to do it... Benkovic is young. They um, get Boyata in January, they get Boyata is a 10, 12 million pound player. That's oh, essentially that full That's money. what they bought. I think that, if, yeah. if we had him in a contract for three, four years right now, Boyata, I think people would be off on 20 million. I think you're off your fucking head. I think that's premiership prices but, for a Belgian uh, centre-back. But you're, you're talking the World Cup. as if... Most Premier League clubs have any sort of coherent transfer strategy or any sort of sense in the transfer market. They just have too much money. And you saw that. It's like when you cheat at Football Manager. 
I've never cheated at Football Manager. I've heard people talk about it. I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> I might have uh, turned off and started from a safe point. By the way, see my, my Aston Villa team, Football Manager, t- Christian's getting so frustrated. My um, Football Manager <laughs> 2019 game that I started on Saturday, uh, it's November and I am unbeaten, even in friendly matches. And I, was I won the Champions League with Brighton Hove Albion. I won the it U- was on Premier Manager, which was oh. shit. And no. <laughs> the PC game. Uh, I, I have a small child, so I don't get to. Look at this guy bragging. <laughs> <laughs> he won a small mm. child with Middlesbrough in 1996. Um, so, uh, essentially, on, on to the Patrick Roberts. Just back to Patrick Roberts yep. one quickly. Um, I think we'd all agree, everyone in this room, um, and everyone, all the cynics probably, the exception of Louis and probably Martin Friel or someone, um, so. would not... By Roberts, yeah, I and think Louis he, just despite Sermani. Yeah, th- it's a very personal hatred that he has for Sermani, um, and vice versa that makes them fight over that. However, I, I, think, I think you can compare with Hudson Edward in terms of the layout um, of money and and how much you know the potential upside to it. I think if you buy Paddy Roberts for six million, I, I, get, I, 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 I struggle to see a downside. Obviously, there's no guarantees, but he I think he's just for such four a years. talent. <laughs> But I, th- I think if you look at Scott Sinclair, who's on, again, we don't know, but rumoured to be on £36,000 a week, yeah. I don't think robots would demand that higher wage. 38000 is what my social is um, but And that's another play. I don't, do you think Scott Sinclair is going to be there next season? I doubt that. But if we, let's say we sold Scott Sinclair for £3.5 million. Pounds, which, even if you let him go, just the wages. But if you sold him for £3.5 million... Pounds, I like that better. What, letting them go for free? No, that? selling them for three and a half as opposed to letting them go. Yeah. So if we sell them just, for three, just it's a, a bold strategy. But, but selling for three and a half million quid, that's so you're only really paying, if you bring in robots, you're only really paying three million quid for robots. And I mean, you're paying six, but it feels like less. But, so, so let me, so Sinclair is going and Boyata is going, but Benkovic and Roberts are coming in. Yeah. Okay. Confirmed. Confirmed. And who's the right back? Um, Paolo Maldini in his prime he's actually switched from left back to right back and he's going to I could have said a right back you could have chose a right back I could have said uh, I mean I like it uh, you know Ferrara or whatever but you know Angelo Delivio not necessarily a right back anyway I, Patrick Roberts would. I, I think he'd be daft to not, not to take him and I think he would do he would do the thing could he play right back? probably could probably couldn't have you got any other questions for us Chris Joyds? Uh, he's got a list of them yeah I mean Boyata we had a question there from Liam King at LK95 underscore which we kind of touched upon in saying even if Boyata was to sign a deal I can't see him being longer than a year's extension extension, and then him getting sold after the qualifiers so we're not losing him on a free so that's you know it's an interesting point in terms of kind of like the, the Van Dyke um I'd sell him before the qualifiers. See, I, 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 yes, me too. But I, I think, well, I guess that's a wider, probably something we're going to come back to closer to the time. But the January transfer window needs to be the Champion League qualifiers window, realistically, because they're starting. I think the qualifiers are starting in late April this year, uh, and it's you know they're getting earlier and earlier each year. And that team for the second half of the season must be at least half an eye on the qualifiers. Yeah. Um, We've done, I mean, in terms of gaining points, you know, Rangers and Celtic together have amassed quite a lot of points and it's rocketed us right up the, the sort of um, 
the European standings in terms of yeah coefficient coefficient. That's what I was looking for. However, it wouldn't actually come into viability because there, there, apparently where we are now, we might actually and where we finish, we may not have to. The champions of Scotland um, might not have to play in the first round, but that won't <clears throat> come in for the next couple of years, as you'd expect. Um, anyway, are there any other questions or yeah, um, Frankie at Made by Frankie. Um, changed your username after you uh, mangled it on the last yeah, pod but you know it, it was I don't want to pull the curtain behind but there was a little bit of magic there I was I was doing my thing as host you'd know a little bit about that Chris but, but what was it doing as ho- what were you doing as host uh, saying Ma- words <laughs> <laughs> um, after each other so Frankie not always um, Frankie's asking with Scott Bain getting another game should we be fully satisfied with the two best options we've got being him and Gordon other areas have dominated the transfer talk but is goalkeeper something we should be looking at uh, sorry looking to change I'm, in the next couple of weeks? I'm going to jump in and say yes can you, can you stop being a weirdo and just looking at them fucking mic- look at it microphone just well, you're going to Rocky train the montage. This guy, this guy, <laughs> and weaving around the microphone. Chris Bowd has, has came in and he's he's looked magnificent. He's he's sat, he's sat behind it. He's a broadcast professional. This monkey. Did you is... call me a broadcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's the heart in the hand. Fucking, I did not. I did not. Bowd. Okay. Not that there would be anything wrong with that. Well, it seems. <laughs> seems good. Sorry, Christian. So I think, obviously... You've turned your whole body... Uh, well, I, you, you made myself conscious now. <laughs> he's looking to me for support, and he's not getting he's it. He's not getting it. You, you don't put your mask near, Craig flag Gordon. near him. Um, I do think that the role, role of the goalkeeper is kind of overlooked in terms of the whole style of play for Celtic. I think... Except we talk about it every fucking week. <laughs> I think that with all the possession that Celtic has... You, it would be really interesting to see somebody who's a lot better in terms of distribution-wise and somebody who I think the defence trusts a little bit more than Craig Gordon in terms of coming out and being a commanding presence, not just catching ball, but being a commanding presence around the penalty area and actually coming out of them and, and being more of a sweeper. It, Craig Gordon just isn't that keeper, and that's fine. He is what he is, and he's really good at the things he's really good at. Whereas Scott Bain is also a good shot stopper. He does mm. give Celtic... Mm. Uh, well, no, I, I think he is. Mm. But he's, he's not... You know, he's, he's got different skills than Craig Gordon, but he's not a better goalkeeper. So I think that getting the right goalkeeper in can make a lot more of a difference to the whole team than a lot of people maybe think. I mean, there's one obvious example in... You look at just... I know he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world, but Alisson coming into Liverpool has done something, not just because he's really good at a shot stopper, but he's just got an, an aura. He's just got something about You trust him. him. You, you trust him. He still makes these rash... Well, fucking... yes, but you also have a defence that go, like, this guy's good. I trust him. He'll make the obvious thing, but he's, he's good. And I don't think there is that trust in the Celtic defence. I don't think you can start what you want. So I would be tempted. So people are saying, you know, Centre back, centre forward, uh, right, right wing at Paddy Roberts. See if you get in a really good right back, sorry, and a really good goalkeeper. That can do more to the team than maybe you think it would, saying, oh, it's just a goalkeeper, it's just a right back. You can, you can put, spend two million on that and you'll be fine. But if you really went in heavy on those positions, it'd be really interesting to see. I, I thought it's a shame that Celtic didn't go for um, Matt Ryan when he was at Club Bruges. 
and you know he's obviously at Brighton now. Um, and he because he's that kind of goalkeeper they could have got, and he, he would have been a really good one. But those kind of goalkeepers are out there. And I guess you've done what about Danny Watt? Yeah, well, the the 10th most expensive goalkeeper of all time when he went to Leicester. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I, I honestly haven't seen him play enough. I've seen him in Aberdeen, I've seen him for the old game in Liverpool, but it kind of goes back to that scouting transfer policy thing with Celtic. Because there must be goalkeepers out there that can do that role and it's worth a chance. But is, is the Celtic system set up to bring those in? And are they willing to spend that money? In my football manager game... Um, my not my keeper, who by the way I've got, a, I've got a terrific relationship, and he thinks a lot of me, according to the wee thing. He's Norwegian. What's his name? It's not, it's not Quarrisle, is it? I can't remember. It's N Y something. Oh, Nilan. Is he any good? He, he's, he plays, he's no. Well, he's oh, well, he's fucking good for me. Oh, well, yes, he's the kind of goalkeeper but he's who he's got that relationship. He can, <laughs> he can make the most astonishing saves, but he's he's. And he can be such a liability. You know, I think the best Norwegian goalkeeper at the moment is probably the Rosenberg one. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, don't go and find a goalkeeper in Norway because you won't find anybody better than Craig Gordon. See, I think you're making a really good point there about obviously they've got specific uh, skill sets. Yeah. What I thought was during the semi-final when Scott Bain was in goal, we the use how he used the ball with his feet and how quick he was to set the ball off. And the counter attacks, and he was very, very con. And it comes back to that what you said about Allison, right? And there's no comparison, but confidence yeah. with the ball at your feet. It's also Bain, Bain doesn't come for me. Bain's quite a weak shot stopper. I, I don't think Bain is in any way good enough shot stopping wise. Now he made a really good last save couple of games. He's like no, but yeah, but he, he, differently. But okay. Yeah, but okay. okay. So how big is the sample? Because it's not over a oh, small data set. Oh, we're I like, I like exactly. this. Now we're talking. <clears throat> so essentially, let's talk samples. Yeah, but essentially, what I would say is um, Scott Brain is um, a decent goalkeeper. Yeah. Happy with Scott Brain at number two. I don't know if I'm that happy with him at number two. I think he's fine for number two. He's yeah. number. <laughs> yeah, probably right. What, what number one? What I think we should do, and I really mean this, and this is something I've been thinking about, and I think it's a really good idea, is we should speak. F- firstly, get David Cronenberg's phone number. Okay. Okay. I don't know where this is going, but I like it. I'm speak happy. to David Cronenberg. Say hi, David. How are you? Okay. Um, is this like a human centipede kind of like thing? A guy with ten hands. So essentially, what I'm saying is, rattle up the old uh, fly modules. Yep. Get okay. them in. Fire Craig Gordon in. Fire Scott Bain in. And uh, that will then create a genetically modified perfect... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Remember him? Shit. Uh, yeah. But, no. but the thing on Gordon, I just think his, his decision-making with his feet is... is he goes so... He, it's so often he just goes long. The impo- and when he doesn't have to. And he's just... The, the yeah. thing that we're not talking about is that he's too posh. This, I think this. that's the big. <laughs> that's how uh, are we going to trust the keeper who's? I've always been told I look a bit like him. Everyone's lying. Yeah, you don't. I mean, you're posh, but you don't look like Craig Gordon. Okay. Uh, so just you sure. look better, more handsome. Thanks. Shut up. Look at him. Can't lie. It's annoying. It's annoying. It annoying. Um, very important question from Stephen Cavani. Why, in your opinion, Chris Bowd, have we never been able to fully domesticate the zebra? <laughs> it's well. <laughs> The thing is, we have. So it is a horse. So, <clears throat> but the, I mean, the stripes are there for camouflage, so very hard to find. 
in the Serengeti where there's the all those grass. zebra crossings, of course. The long grass. Lots of zebra crossings. Uh, also, your favourite Janet Jackson song from the same chap, Stephen Cavani. That's a, it's a tough one. You can't name a Janet Jackson song, can you? No, I can. Um, my favourite, though, I can't name is the... The collaboration with Michael, probably. Of course. The space one yeah. with the cool video. It costs like a million pounds. Dance. No, that's, there not, is that's a, from Dangerous, isn't I can't it? remember. Space, I want to say. I can't remember the song, but there's a... Jan- Scream. 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 Makes me want There's a Janet Jackson... I can't remember the song. It's probably around ni- late 90s, early 2000, and one of her music videos, which I, I enjoyed as a, as a teenager. Oh, that's so, great. So... Great stuff. And on that bombshell. Um, just a final question. This is from Hook at MB1888. Not heard the biscuit update in quite some time. What's the script? I think this is to do with the fact that I went vegan. Could be part of it. Could be part of it. There's, there's these many... cheap sons of bitches won't find vegan biscuits. Oreos. Yeah. Look, if there was a section Golden Oreo, in that BP garage that said vegan biscuits. Oreos. Oreos. To... Oreo. He just said it to you. Golden Oreo is delicious. What is it, golden Oreo? It, it's just like a custard cream, really. But it's good. I'm involved. Yep. I ate a full packet of Oreos um, lying on the couch watching telly on Saturday. Biscoffee. Yes! The coffee biscuits. That's that's just... And there's a spread. Oh, my God. Is it? What is the spread nice? Uh, it's just... It's crack cocaine in a jar. <laughs> it's just pure sugar. Um, Boud, is there any other, uh, quickly, is there any other vegan biscuits you could update the listeners on that they could get? Um, there's those oat ones, I can't remember the name. They are made in a factory which contains milk, so it depends how much. Oaty nibblers um, from ne- ne- they are they are clear bottle. It's an oaty nibbler. So. <laughs> I like it, I like the name. <laughs> uh, check out your oaty nibblers. Jelly tots as well, not a biscuit, but just so you're aware. They've got gelatine in them? No, they are. Accidentally vegan. They might have uh, vegetable gelatin. Do you follow Accidentally Vegan on Facebook? I do. It's well, not on Facebook. Come on. Get with the text. Sorry, Instagram. I follow on Instagram. <laughs> and on that bombshell, um, Christian, uh, so we will be on YouTube. Uh, the first the first 50 minutes will be on YouTube of the podcast. We'll tweet that out for you. The podcast itself. You can get it on Acast. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, what used to be iTunes. Um, Apple Podcasts, you can get it on Speaker, you can get it on anything. So you're telling the people that have already downloaded and listened to our podcast where they can download and listen to our podcast. You do this on Twitter. That's what I'm saying, Chris. That's what I'm that's, saying, Chris. If that's where you can, you can upgrade from Bane to uh, God. Here we go, you thought that right. Yep. You, you've, you've stuck your um, flag to that mask. I've nailed it. Mast, nailed it. Uh, so from that point of view... Um, we're done. Are we done? We've got uh, so we've got an international break. Oh, just quick, quickly. Um, Richard Foster said the reason um, that Richard Foster essentially said that he should be getting picked for Scotland. <laughs> Sorry, um, he said it live on radio as well. He wasn't joking either. He's probably just hoping that McLeish shields it, and then he's like, that, oh, <laughs> "That's the scouting done." Nah, who's that guy? Um, what are Xander Clark's stats like? You know, offhand. They need to be updated, but they were pretty good the last time I checked. Who's the best goalkeeper in the SPFL? In terms of shot stopping, the last time I did the stats, which to be honest is a few uh, weeks ago, was your man at. I completely forgot his name. Uh, Aberdeen. Um, Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis, thank you. Um, who's the best defender? Just, I know, just off the top of your head. 
Christopher Ayer. Oh, well, obviously. But defenders are notoriously difficult to, to judge by stats because, well, they just are for different reasons. I actually wrote uh, an article about that for, for modernfeedback.com. Um, modernfeedback.com. <clears throat> bleep that out. <laughs> it's not officially part of the night minutes in uh, umbrella. We're buying it over. Oh, it's, it's quite a crossover. At the moment, I think the best defender in the Premiership is Philip Benkovic. In I, terms of centre, I guess, you know, to, at least in terms of centre backs. Um, but that's just because Christopher Ayer is injured. Christopher Ayer. So, so we, are we, uh, lads, um, are we having a cynical out before the end of the year? Is that happening? A what? A cynical? Edition of a cynical? Yes. Is it a oh, new, sorry, yes. Is it a new edition? Edit. Ed, there is. Um, so that's going to be probably the first or second weekend of December. It kind of depends on um, when Christopher Bell's social life needs to take a wee downturn for a week and he sits to he needs to sit <laughs> in a room on his computer and do things, which is so much different than what he does all the other weeks. I was going to so, say, it's a true friend, pretending <laughs> that I have a social life. Again, you can find Chris, uh, Chris Bowd on Twitter, but what, at Chris Bowd. What we're doing is, we're going to do a cynical, um, again, edition nine, I think, but we're also stepping up the game a lot in terms of the website. There's a lot of stuff going on the website at the moment. Um, just at the weekend, we had Kieran Devlin, who... KD, we, I call him. We should have really mentioned that at the time. He did a tactics piece called The Pivot and the Shuttlers about really Very good. comparing this Christie, Rodrik, um and McGregor midfield to the Pelo, Pogba, Vidal one in Juventus and saying, obviously, McGregor is better than Pelo. That's yep. pretty much what he said. Uh, so that's an Pelo was article. one of the most overrated footballers of all time and I will fucking take anyone on it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. we had, um, he was, but he was also great. Yeah. Yeah. We had Liam uh, Divers, uh, who wrote a really good story about what it was like to be inside the standing section of Celtic during uh, the Leipzig game. Um, LD degree. Both of those articles had a you know huge. Um, a lot of people read them. Uh, it was a really really good. Yeah, I think it's almost well, according to the stats. I think we had the most visit. In a long time, anyway, on the site on Sunday. Probably since me and you were right. Yeah, probably. We were done, um, yeah. And yesterday we had uh, Grammar Case uh, weekly review of the Scottish football media. Um, a sideways look, kind of like a Louis Theroux kind of thing. Uh, it does every Monday, uh, Peak Fit Watch. So we had that as well. So go on the website because we're going to put a lot more stuff out yeah. there as well. 90 minutes. We're just upping the game. Calm. Um, we have Twitter live launches on a Friday. Are we doing it this Friday? I don't know if we are because it's an international break. We'll see. I'm, I'm free. Um, Michael but Chapman's coming from America. Let's so, do that. Bring Chappers in. We you you need to get him out of the house anyway, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's a weirdo. Um, 90minutesynic.com. Check out our Twitter, at 90minutesynic, um, for all all the details of everything we do is on our Twitter. We're also on Facebook as well, and Instagram. Um, all of them. Not Snapchat, because we're all too old to really understand how to use Snapchat. I, I literally don't understand it. I, I can't get my head around it. I, I think we are on Snapchat, but I, I, we are, but we don't ever do it. Yeah. Um, so, if you need, do you need, do you need me to write an article for the Cynical? Well, you can pitch, and then if it's good enough, I'll uh, select it. So... I'm not joking when I say I can close, close all of this bullshit. I will set this thing on fire and burn it to the ground. But, until then... Chris Bowd, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's, it has. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you see, he's so polite. He's such a prick, but he's also very polite. Christian Wolf, uh, you've done a terrific job um, of filming and YouTube. Search for 90 Minutes Cynic on YouTube and you'll be able to see it and we'll also tweet it out. 
Thank you as always. Been a pleasure. I'm Chris Gallagher. We are the 90 Minute Cynic and we'll speak to you down the road.